welcome to the Excel Still More podcast. I am your host, Chris Emerson. I'm here to encourage you in your walk with God. Thank you for joining in. Today's podcast is sponsored by a wonderful company, Creation to Revelation. Their material features original graphic designs to help teach the entire Bible to our kids. You can check them out at creationtorevelation.com. And from now through the month of July, you will get 10% off by entering the discount code EXCELSTILLMORE. I am so thankful you're here, so let's get started. Welcome back. I am excited today to share with you a wonderful story from the world of sports. If you look back over the past two and a half years of episodes, I very rarely use sports illustrations or events as the centerpiece of episodes because I know that not everyone loves athletics like I do. But sometimes something happens, or in this case, a tremendous attitude was put on display in the world of golf that I need to share with you. And just to be clear, attitude is our focus today. How you handle the things that happen around you. How you respond internally at first to unfair breaks that happen in your life or things that you don't think you deserve. How do you react to things like that and what do you do going forward? This episode will not feature three practical application things that I ask you to go and do. This is more about who you are and how you mentally position yourself to do the next best thing. If you're interested in application and action items, and you have not caught last week's episode, Jar of Rocks, be sure and give that a listen, or if you have listened to it, but have not yet sat down to categorize the elements of your life from the essential to the important to the optional then maybe that's something you can do this week. But even in that exercise, attitude is everything. There are some rocks in your life that you wish were not there. There are things that you have to do or deal with that aren't your fault. That is true for all of us. Those who understand how to move forward with a good attitude can make things better or can get past the trouble to better things. And that is why the incredible story from the last two weeks in the world of sports is being featured today in this episode and is my pleasure to share with you. The man's name is John Rahm. He is a golfer out of Spain. He's about 26 years old and he's very good. After graduating from Arizona State, he turned pro, and he's already won several tournaments. In fact, last year, he won a big one, the Memorial Tournament that happens every year on Memorial Day weekend. And while it's not one of golf's big four major tournaments, it's just one tier below that. The great Jack Nicholas is always there, and it was just a massive win in 2020 for John Rahm. So this year, Rom goes back to the Memorial Tournament to do something there that hasn't been done since 2000 and 2001 
by a guy named Tiger Woods, and that is winning back-to-back. The first three days went awesome. Every tournament is four days, and after three days, he was 18 under par. Now, it's okay if you know nothing about golf. That's just really tremendous, like 18 birdies in three days, and the guy in second place was six strokes behind him at 12 under. That's like being six runs up in baseball with two innings to play or three touchdowns up with one quarter left. Although I'm guessing if you're not a sports person, I'm probably not making it any better by choosing other sports, but he had it in the bag. But then something happened right there on live national television. I was watching. He walked off the last green after the third day and someone in a mask walked up to him and told him something. John Rahm immediately doubled over, put his hands on his knees, and you could hear him saying, Oh, no. And then he followed the guy out of sight. It was really kind of awkward and strange, because they were ready to cut away to evening news or something, but there was no way the PGA was giving up on a chance to reveal something dramatic live to the viewer. So we waited. After about 10 minutes, we got the report. John Rahm had tested positive for COVID-19. So I guess on the plus side, something we might consider a little later in this episode, when he doubled over like that, we all kind of feared the worst, like maybe he'd lost a loved one or something. So it was good to hear that it was only a virus diagnosis and he was asymptomatic which was proven by the fact that he was 18 under par through three days. However, this was still bad news. According to the PGA policy, anyone who tested positive for COVID immediately had to withdraw from whatever tournament they were in. So John Rahm had to drop out with one day to go in a tournament where he was the defending champion with a six-stroke basically insurmountable lead, all because of some test result. We learned a little more about it later, and trust me, today's episode is not about COVID or vaccines, but he had gotten his vaccines a week or so before, but it was inside of that 14-day window, and he had been around someone who was positive, so he had to take a test every morning, Thursday morning, Friday morning, Saturday morning, And finally, on that third day, it was revealed that he had it. And I just have to tell you, I know it was not life and death, which, interestingly enough, it's not usually life or death for you or me when something unpleasant or unexpected happens. But man, this was a major blow. Winning a tournament like that back-to-back would be something you would be remembered for your entire sports life. And by the way, the paycheck was $1.72 million for four days' work, where he had already put in three days' work and was blowing everyone away. In fact, I told you he was 18 under through three days. The guy who eventually won the next evening was only 13 under. Didn't even get close to him. So we did not immediately know how John Rahm responded to that, But I know how everybody else did. Social media, the whole thing, 
everyone crying foul, accusations flying everywhere, a storm of social injustice brewing, people talking about politics and sports. It was a royal mess all of a sudden. But then, just a little while later, we get a tweet from John Rahm. You know about Twitter, right? It's a place where you can just share whatever's on your mind, however you choose to do it, and it gets copied and shared and remembered, and it spreads all over. Out comes John Rahm, and here is what he said. I am very disappointed in having to withdraw from the Memorial Tournament. This is one of those things that happens in life. One of those moments where how we respond to a setback defines us as people. I'm very thankful that my family and I are all okay. I will take all of the necessary precautions to be safe and healthy, and I look forward to returning to the golf course as soon as possible. Thank you to all of the fans for their support, and I'm looking forward to watching the showdown tomorrow afternoon with you all. All right, so what do you think about that? How many of us would have responded in that same way? Now, we don't know what's going on behind the scenes. We don't know what kind of conversations were taking place. But when it came time for John Rom to share his emotions, to reveal his attitude for everyone to see, when so many people around him were outraged, he said some of the best things I've ever heard an athlete in the face of disappointment share. Let's key in on a few things that he said. First of all, he said, I'm very disappointed. I get that, don't you? This is a major moment in his life, a huge paycheck on the line. And I know as you listen to this, you might think, well, $1.7 million is a big deal, but he was probably already rich. Yeah, he'd won a few tournaments, but we're still talking about $1.7 million here. And if you are someone who is thinking that, it's okay. But just remember that a lot of times that's what's going on in your life as well. Somebody does something, something happens, you lose a job, you miss out on a house you're trying to get, there's disappointment with your grades, whatever it might be, and it feels like the biggest thing in the world. And someone else is looking at you saying, you know, it is kind of a big deal, but if you look at your life as a whole and like everything you have, maybe it's not quite so cataclysmic. And maybe that's what you think when you hear this. And so it's totally fair for him to say, I'm very disappointed. We would have been as well. But he also showed some tremendous perspective. Remember, the very next thing he said was, this is just one of those things that happens. But it's one of those moments where how I respond to it is what will define me. I want you to think about that today. We cannot always control what happens around us, but how we respond, how Christians respond, how Jesus responded, that is the great reveal of true character, and usually it's the thing we're most known for, not what happened to us, but who we are going through it. He immediately turned to gratitude he said, I'm very thankful that my family and I are all okay. Remember, when the news first came down and he doubled over, we thought the worst. 
and he's saying, I can tell you it's not that, and I'm thankful that it's not that. Maybe we should do that every once in a while. There's something in your life right now you wish was different. It's not even your fault, or maybe it is. But you know what? You're alive, and there are people in your life you hold dear who are alive right next to you. It reminds me a little bit of Philippians 4, where it talks about be anxious for nothing, but in everything with prayer and supplication, make your request known to God with thanksgiving. God wants us to share our disappointments with Him, our struggles, things that don't seem right, but there must always be gratitude for the great and wonderful things that we have. And I appreciate that this young Spaniard understood that. And then what I think was a tremendous show of character is how he said, I look forward to watching the showdown tomorrow afternoon with you all. I don't know if he really watched, but I know that social media was filled with people who said, I will never watch a PGA tournament again. I'm not watching some losers compete to take someone else's trophy tomorrow. And if I'm being honest, I actually was one of those guys. I was pretty upset. But when the one who is actually experiencing it says, hey, this is what happened. I'll be pulling for those guys tomorrow. It kind of makes me feel silly for being so upset. So let me add this about attitude. There are people around you who are a part of what's happening in your life that may not be so pleasant. And largely, they will feed upon and react to the way that you the one right in the middle of it, chooses to respond. It'll make a huge difference to your family for sure, but maybe also to people that you don't even know. All right, so if that was the end of the story, I think it would be useful, but it gets better. John Rahm never got sick, and he had to go through the 10-day quarantine period. Here was some good news. Two weeks after that tournament, the U.S. Open was being held. Now, that's one of the four major golf tournaments that occur every year, and John Rahm had never won any of those. With just a couple of days to spare, he was able to enter into that tournament. It was a super tough track, and after three days, he most certainly was not winning. Rahm was in sixth place and a few strokes behind the lead, but at least no one met him after the last green and told him he was disqualified. And you probably know what happened next. Sunday, John Rahm shot a 67, tied for the lowest score of the week, and won the U.S. Open by one stroke. Just 15 days after a huge disappointment came the greatest victory in his life. It was Father's Day, his wife was there, he was holding his nearly newborn baby boy. The entire world of sports was pulling for him because of what had happened just recently, and of course the way he had responded to it had put everyone in his corner, and it was truly magnificent. He didn't get the memorial trophy, but he did get the coveted claret jug and is actually the first Spaniard in the history of the world to win a U.S. Open. Everyone was watching and listening 
for what he would say in his interview following that win. Where, by the way, in case I forget to tell you, he won $2.25 million. No big deal. But what we really wanted to know is whether or not he would take this moment to lash out. Could you see someone doing that? Get up and say, the whole system was rigged against me, I was treated terribly, and now karma has come around and has vindicated me. Well, here's the thing. You already heard his quote from two weeks earlier. You know what kind of a guy we're dealing with here. You have to expect that he did better than that. And without any time to prepare or gather his thoughts or type out a tweet, I want you to listen to what he said live on the air after handing his child back to his wife. It is only two sentences, but I want you to remember it this week. He was asked how he handled all of this and how it got to this point, and he said, This is the power of positive thinking. I was never resentful for any second for what happened, and I don't blame anybody. Now, you might say, sure, he'd say that. He just won the U.S. Open. He got his payback on the system, so now he can be really cool and chill and talk about positive thinking. But that would not be fair to him. Remember, his immediate same-day reaction had perspective and humility. He could have easily lost the U.S. Open by 30 strokes and claimed that the regulations and quarantine had kept him from getting proper practice. But he didn't do that either. So having started with humility and perspective, making no excuses, he wins the tournament and he talks about how mentally he stayed in a positive, non-resentful, blame-free state of mind from beginning to end, and what a tremendous ending it was. I totally love that story, and now I love John Rahm. I never pick foreign players to win tournaments. I'm all red, white, and blue about that, but this guy won me over. As we get to the last minute of this episode, I have not yet picked a title. I just knew I would enjoy sharing the story with you it would give you some things to consider when it comes to attitude. I thought that might end up in the title or something about positive thinking. But I always say the title as the last three words of the episode. And so as I prepare to do that, I think I'll give John Rom the last word and share with you what he said again and commend it to you as you go throughout this week. This is the power of positive thinking. I was never resentful for any second for what happened, and I don't blame anybody. Thank you so much for joining in today. If you enjoyed this program, consider sharing it with your family and your friends. As always, you can go to excelstillmore.life to sign up for the email, order the three-month journal, or just catch up on old episodes. And also, if you are looking for financial advice or future planning, give John Cunningham a call today, 205-913-1720. And remember this, whatever you choose to do today, in the name of the Lord Jesus, excel still more. <laughs>